get to know Oludara Adio. She's a dynamic psychotherapist, a psychiatric social worker, and the author of Self-Care for Black Women. Today, we'll discuss her advocacy in health and wellness and her special affinity for Black women and their mental health. Oludara Adio, welcome to The Chandria Show. How are you today? <laughs> I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, you are good. I've been watching you on Instagram. You're doing phenomenal things. Let's chat about it. <laughs> so let's get started. So as a psychotherapist, you're also a psychiatric social worker. God bless you. Tell me about the defining moment or experience that inspired you to write Self-Care for Black Women, 150 Ways to Radically Accept and Prioritize Your Mind, Body, and Soul. Yes. I mean, there are many things I can think about in my life. Um, you know, first of all, my mother passed away in 2013 from health complication related to a long struggle with um, symptoms of rheumatoid arthritis. And, you know, I was also her caregiver while working full-time in the magazine industry. And then at the same time, I was also facing my own health-related issues. Um, I was diagnosed with polycystic ovarian syndrome, and I was trying to navigate how to, you know, take better care of my body. And, um, you know, I quickly realized that I needed to focus on wellness because I was working in media. And as you know, as a media person, you know, sometimes it can feel like you're working 24 seven. And I quickly realized, I was like, this, this career is not letting me have a balanced life. So I decided to pursue a different career. And in that process, you know, I went to school, I went to get my master's of social work at University of Southern California. And while I was in my program, you know, I finally had time to really dive deep into self-care. Um, even though wellness has always been at the forefront of my mind, um, you know, I, as because I was in my program, it really gave me that space to practice self-care. Wow, you've experienced so much. Um, and I am sorry about the passing of your mom. And I am, you know, also happy that you've triumphed in your own health um, and prioritized yourself. So, you know, it's beautiful that you put yourself first, you put your health first. And then now look at you. <laughs> um, what inspired you to lead the charge or ignite this special mission? I know you've experienced your own thing, but it's one thing to go through something. It's another to, to, to lead the pack and say, come on, we're all going to focus on healthcare, not just me. It's your life, but you decided to advocate for others. Tell me yeah, I mean, you know, I saw a pattern. I saw the pattern in my mom. I saw the pattern in my friend group. I saw just the pattern in society. I just really realized that like a lot of Black women, like we don't put ourselves first. You know, society puts a lot of pressure on us to look a certain way, act a certain way. And a lot of Black women are just not allowed to exist. We're not allowed to just be ourselves and, you know, move a certain way. We There are people, people have preconceived notions about, you know, who we are as people and that can really impact us and you know also I've experienced microaggressions growing up and I grew up in mostly white spaces and it you know you don't realize how much things like microaggressions impact your wellness until you're kind of out of those spaces and then you really get to reflect on the things you have went through and then you look back and you're like oh that was racism oh, okay, they were treating me different because this way. And, you know, I feel like as Black women, sometimes we internalize a lot of the things we go through. And by that, I mean, we just literally bury it down. We put our feelings aside, we put our wellness aside, and we just charge forward towards our goals. Because, I mean, we, Black women, we achieve the best. We are at the top of everything. But, you know, in that, in that charge and in that path, we, we tend to neglect our health. 
You're absolutely right. I mean, and it's that responsibility to keep going, to be strong, you know, mm-hmm. to face mm-hmm. adversity. And not only are you forced to be responsible for yourself, a lot of Black women are forced to be responsible for other people. And so, yes. I mean, how can you not over time break down, mm-hmm. you know, mentally or in your health? Um, so I read in your book that you dedicated your life to helping Black women revitalize their outlook on life, improve their mental health, alleviate stress, and to self-advocate. How do you present the solutions to your readers in this book? Yeah, so the book, I feel like, is a fun book, and that's intentional. Definitely, it was it's marketed towards Black women, and especially Black women who feel like they struggle with figuring out how to maintain their health. And, you know, self-care is a preventative act. It's, a, it's preventative care. And um, in the book, I it is 150 tips, and each tip is its own. And, you know, it's not designed to read it cover to cover, although a lot of women have reached out to me and told me they've read it cover to cover. And I'm like, that is great, but don't burn out in the process of trying to take care of yourself, you know? But I think it just, it it introduces practical ways to practice self-care. And I think that is so important because sometimes, you know, you don't really know. And sometimes the word self-care can really sound um, intimidating and it can sound like, oh, well, that's just fluff stuff. And it's like, no, this is actual practical stuff that you can implement into your life try to put it in your life, see if you like it, see if you don't like it, and just continue to take care of yourself. Do you consider this to be a self-help book? Yes, I would consider this to be a self-help book, definitely. Okay, so readers are able to write in it workbook style about their own experiences, and then you kind of help them dissect that? Um, No, it's not. It's definitely like a self-help tip book. It's just, it gives you tips and actions. So I, in each tip, I present the tip, I give you a little bit of history about it, and then I give you actionable ways that you can actually practice this, uh, the activity. Okay, I love that, love it a lot. Um, okay, so as a Black woman, I'm a, I'm a champion for this a thousand percent, but you're also a champion for radical self-care. You encourage women to put wellness before anyone or anything else. And I know sometimes that can be a feat and easier said than done. How do you encourage Black women to focus more on their self-care and their personal needs on a day-to-day basis? Just that Monday through Friday, getting through the weekend, getting through the laundry, the kids, the work, the side hustle, the small business, the grocery shopping, the lot like everything that any black woman any woman has to do how do you encourage them yeah I think it starts with listening to yourself and trusting yourself and trust that you know your needs um I encourage black women to try a self-care practice and um see if they like it try start small you know let's say it's journaling maybe you just journal for two minutes, whatever works for you. And it's also about giving yourself the space to figure out what works for you. Because, you know, someone could say journaling is absolutely, you know, life-changing for them. And someone else could say, no, that doesn't really work for me. I prefer, you know, spending 10 minutes in the sun or, you know, in other ways. But um, I feel like it's important to start small and, um, you know, figure, see how it works for you and also ex- assess, you know, how you're feeling throughout the process. 
I mean, you have to be true to yourself. If mm -hmm. you can't be honest with those around you, you're absolutely right. Being true with how you're feeling. Are you feeling overwhelmed? Are you feeling tired? Are you feeling burnout? And then what solutions can you present? And so that's what I love about this book that you're offering solutions to problems that sometimes we can't figure out on our own. And mm -hmm. sometimes it's easier to help other people with their challenges than it right. is to find solutions for our own. Be strong, mm -hmm. you have to be strong for yourself you know but then you're there when other people are falling apart so it's kind of funny that that it's like that um unfortunately i spent personally la the last year going for my mba and i graduated in november of 2021 wow and um and i was full-time i was it was exhausting <laughs> i was overwhelmed yeah and, I, I mean i you know, I mean, I guess at a master's level, that's not supposed to be easy, but um, <laughs> it's like class after class, like, is this getting harder? Like, oh, no. <laughs> like I thought it was going to get easier on the end, help me out, but it was yeah. so challenging and it just made me so much more proud of myself for enduring. But yeah, um, I think during that period is when I probably focused the mo more on self-care than I ever have at any, any time in my life. Um, mm -hmm. And just being able to listen to my body, listen to my, how I feel, if I feel drained, if I feel overwhelmed, no, we're not going to go sit at a table and study for eight hours. Like we yeah. are, uh, we need to revitalize, restore, <laughs> all, yeah. you know, unplug and all of that. You know, so I'm curious for you being that you're a medical professional, you're a wellness advocate, you're an author, you know, writing a book to help black women practice self-care. How do you personally practice it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, definitely with me, it's first, I set boundaries with work. Um, my day job is very, very heavy. It's taxing. I work with people who deal with trauma on a whole other level. I work with people who have severe mental illnesses. So over the last couple of years or and so I've really been able to distinguish my professional life from my personal life. And that really helps me to let go. Um, but on a day-to-day -day basis, I would say that I have practices like I journal, I meditate, I go to yoga. Um, I, I, over the last year though, I've really been focusing on listening to my intuition. And like you were sharing, it's like, oh, if I'm feeling tired, you know, I'm not gonna force myself to sit down and study. So now, you know, if I'm feeling tired, I'm not gonna to, you know, be judgmental of myself and be like, well, no, you can't sit down. Like you need to rest. You, you know, I tell myself that I go, you need to rest because you're tired. Your body's tired and it's, it's okay. It's okay that you're tired. So I really had to work through that and really understand that, you know, I don't always have to be go, 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 which I feel like the pandemic has really allowed us to slow down a bit and really help me reflect on that. Um, and another way I practice self-care is I have really great friendships. And I do mention that in the book. And I say that that's like really good for your soul because it's important to build a sisterhood with healthy friends who, when you want to push yourself to the limit, they can also be like, hey, listen, I think you need to sit down. And just people who can love and encourage you and you know lift you up. So yeah. And I also do go to therapy every two weeks. So that helps. <laughs> Your self-care plan is amazing. <laughs> You've got the support system. You're listening to your body. <laughs> you have a therapist. You know, you know when to unplug and when not to. And I, I just think that's phenomenal. And I love what you've created. Um, thank you so much, Aludura, for being my special guest today. If anyone is interested in purchasing your book, you know, getting tips on self-care from you or even following your journey online, what's the best way to connect? 
Um, so online, you can follow me on social media, Oludara Adio, on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. I love TikTok. Um, it's part of my self-care. And um, also the book is available at all major re retailers, Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, um, even TJ Maxx. And so, but I do encourage people to buy black. If there's a black owned bookshop, you know, they most likely have it. So yeah. fantastic. Well, incredible job. Keep up the great work advocating for others. And thank you so much for sharing today. You have a wonderful day.